You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. What you need to know is being brought to us by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. And here is Unique, U-N-E-E-Q underscore. Follow this lady. Follow her. Please do on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me there. Even TikTok, you know. I don't really TikTok, but you can do that too. Maybe you should start dancing or maybe you could could go totally viral on TikTok. With my boyfriend. If you had the boo dance. (laughs) That is true. But, you know, he doesn't perform on command, Cap. He doesn't? No, no, <laughs> no. I, I do everything that I'm told. I mean, as soon as my girlfriend tells me to do something, I do it. I guarantee you, if you tell him to do something, he'd do it. Mm, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Well, maybe he has to go today since it's National Cheeseburger Day. I'll tell him where to go so he can get some deals. I know a lot of you guys have seen this on social media. McDonald's has a 50 cent cheeseburger, I think double cheeseburger, actually. No but- way. Right? Because uh, I know Tyler went and got it. I, I mean, I just got a single patty, but man, maybe I missed out on the double. I think Wait, it's McDonald's a double. McDonald's has a double today? I believe it's a double because I've seen people, but maybe that was just like a mistake on their end. Because the McDonald's double cheeseburger, Andy, I don't know if you've ever had one of these. It's one of the most underrated yeah, double, cheeseburgers. double cheeseburgers. It's fantastic. So good. Be- because no one ever orders it, so when you order it, it always comes fresh and hot. And, dude, the bun is, like, just a little bit greasy. Oh, my God. It's so okay, good. Okay, so it is. McDonald's customers will be able to get a double cheeseburger <gasps> for just 50 cents today Dang. on their app. I got Wow. I got so you got gypped. You got gypped a little bit, Tyler, but it's okay. You got it for 50 cents. You can't be mad. That's true. That's true. If you like Wendy's, you can get their cheeseburger, their junior uh, bacon cheeseburger, yeah. for a cent if you buy something else on the app. Okay. One right. cent. One cent. Usually, isn't it on their like 99 cent menu? I haven't been in like 20 years. I, I haven't been is. in a minute. No no disrespect Dude, to, to Wendy's. I just have not been there for a little bit. Burger King will also give you a cheeseburger, free cheeseburger, if you spend at least a dollar on their app. So a lot of these are app-based, so you do have to have their app. But, you know, we're not mad at it. That's pretty. That's a good deal. <laughs> we're not mad at it? I mean, I'm not. Like, I mean, we 50 as a society. Cents, I mean, you, know? you know, I don't yeah. think it's a bad deal. A lot of us have those apps anyway. So also other chains like Smash Burger and Carl's Jr. are offering discounted burgers if you want to go into those restaurants. But I also wanted to pull back and, you know, do some local things. So we love fat sales around here. And if you guys go in store and order one of their signature burgers or cheeseburgers, you get a free burger with them. So if you don't want to do a huge chain like McDonald's and Wendy's and what else did I say? Carl's Jr. and Smash Burger and Burger King, which, you know, we like around here and you want to do you want to go and get something from fat sales you can do that as well or hollywood burger on hollywood in weho they have five dollar cheeseburgers today so i didn't even know fat cells had burgers no neither i did love I. fat cells fat i'm gonna have to try their burgers i didn't know i just thought they had sandwiches but you know you learned something new so what you need to know is they also got burgers and you get a free one if you bought a signature cheeseburger i, know. I don't know that is, is today like national cheeseburger day for like the eighth time this year or is it really <laughs> only one time <laughs> I feel like a lot of these national days have, it's national, whatever, whatever, plus this. So that's why you get them a lot, but maybe it was or a happier. It would be like National Hamburger Day, mm-hmm. National Cheeseburger Day, or National Bacon Cheeseburger, Cheeseburger Day. That's a good point. Yeah, that's National good point. Cheeseburger Day with American Cheese, National Cheeseburger Day with Swiss Cheese. <laughs> that's exactly right. Hey, we yeah. love the discounts around here, so we'll take it. It's all I don't good. Have, but I don't have any of those apps. I, I must admit, I don't have the McDonald's app. I don't have the Junior, uh, really? Carl's Junior. I don't have one well, fast food app. Well, if this doesn't motivate you to get the apps, I don't know what will, Kat. Yeah, yeah, well, that's what they're trying to do, right? I mean, that's well, the smarts of it all. That's how you get a lot of the promotional items you for jack in the box when the lakers win you know just things like that you have to have the app to be able to redeem those those promotions yeah items. i was scrolling on the mcdonald's app there's like um 
there's a Dodgers like Chicken McNuggets Angel, deal, really? Angels, yeah. deal. Angels deal. Yeah, there's like mm-hmm. a whole just scrollable page of deals. You have to select one. You can't stack deals. But yeah, there's deals on there all the time. Yeah. Wow. So well, there you go. go get your cheeseburger for free or for a very discounted rate. That McDonald's double cheeseburger for 50 cents. Can I get like five of those or no? You can get two fifty. You separate can orders, yeah. separate orders. Oh. Like your daughter can get one, you can get one, Rachel can get one, and her kids. So there you go, five. Think Wait. about, by the way, how many of those burgers you could get if you were the winner of Million Dollar Mondays, hey. and it is back on seven ten. Thanks to Hollywood Park Casino. Keep listening all day for the cue to call, and when you hear it, be caller number seven. Give us your Super Bowl prediction next, both teams. And the final score, and you could be winning a million bucks. Just for playing, you get two tickets to a game at SoFi. Million Dollar Mondays on 710 ESPN, presented by Hollywood Park Casino. Eat, drink, and play. You won't have time to cash in on this year's National Cheeseburger Day, but if you win mm-hmm. next year for National Cheeseburger Day, you're set. Oh, you're set. Don't yep. even worry about it. There's a National Cheeseburger Day next month. I guess. <laughs> that is true. Or French fries somewhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Andy, I really love how much pride you're taking today. I love doing In this. slipping in the liners. You can tell he's having a great time. It, it, right. it, it brings me a <laughs> stupid amount of joy. He loves it. And you're so good at it, Thank too. Thank you. Are I know. Look at, look at the smile on his face. Look how happy he is. Yeah. No, it... it, it genuinely makes me happy Aww. and it's so stupid yeah. <laughs> it's infectious 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 uh, yeah you don't need the chewish you just can just go with and shush <laughs> infectious infectious yeah so uh okay let me have a minute here andy to brag about my tennessee titans may i please i mean even on the youtube show right now i mean at most you know our, we got all of our radio listeners out there on 710 they're also listening on the app worldwide but i'm seeing right now on the bottom of the screen there's a scroll on the youtube show and it says kaplan loves all caps his titans taking down the chargers her zero and two look when the chargers were down by three with you know the waning moments of the regular you know the regular game regulation I'm thinking to myself, they're going to find a way to lose this game. They are. And I really didn't want to root against Dicker the kicker. So once he made that kick, which I wasn't sure, I'm like, hey, look, it's a chip shot field goal, but this is the Chargers. They're going to blow this somehow, some way, but Dicker makes the kick, and they go into overtime. Three horrendous offensive plays in overtime. I mean, they were moving the ball up and down. Three just absolute trash garbage plays in overtime. Give the ball back to Tennessee and Tennessee runs down the field, gets in field goal range, and scores. Game, set, match. Do you realize that in week one, Ryan Tannehill, the quarterback for the Titans, listen to these numbers, Andy, 16 of 34, 198 yards, no touchdowns, three picks, and a quarterback rating of 28.8. Yesterday, against the Chargers, with all that talent on defense and the 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 smart defensive coordinator who they hired as a head coach because he had one year with the Rams when Aaron Donald was at his absolute best. The Tennessee Titans yesterday and Ryan Tannehill, 20 of 24, 246, one touchdown, zero picks, and a QB rating of 123. He went from absolute trash in week one to freaking Johnny Unitas in week two. Okay, if you recall, during Crosstalk, I I made a tease of a shocking stat involving the Chargers. This was from The Athletic. I believe Daniel Popper, a Chargers reporter for The Athletic. The Chargers have surrendered more completions of 30 or more yards than any team in the league since Brandon Staley was hired as head coach, according to True Media. They have given up 55 play completions of 30 or more yards in 36 games. Isn't Staley a defense guy? Yes. He, well, no, that's his reputation. Yeah. Because he had one year with the Rams. That's it. One year with the Rams when Aaron Donald was an MVP, and all of a sudden the next thing you know, he's boy wonder. Listen to this. This year alone, the Chargers defense, first in yards allowed at 876. This is two games. Third in points allowed with 63 points, and first in passing yardage allowed Hey, Laura, listen to this number. They've given up in two games 666 passing Jeez. yards. Now, if you, come on now. That's the football gods right there talking to you people. And, and then, too, combined with, like you were talking about, the close game, and you just feel like the Chargers are going to find a way to not get the win in a close setting. Like, nobody makes looking hard look easier 
than the Chargers. Like they are eff- <laughs> they are effortless in the way they make making it look difficult look easy. Like it's shocking how many different times you watch them in a close game and you're like, I know they're going to blow it. I just don't know exactly how they're going to blow it, but I know they're going to blow my mind in the way that they blow it. That's like the only thing I'm sure about is they're going to find a new and shocking way to blow an opportunity in front of them in a close game. And their schedule in the next couple of weeks, they're at the Vikings. Vikings aren't very good. They're 0-2. Then they're home against the Raiders, which will be a complete Raider takeover. You think that the Niner fans took over yesterday at SoFi Stadium against the Rams? Wait till you see what the Raider fans do on October 1st. Then they're home against the Cowboys. The Cowboy fans will take over. And then they're at the Chiefs. They may not win another game until they're home against the Bears. And oh my God, that's like a Sunday night football game close to Halloween. Oh, man. And you they might are... think it doesn't get worse for the Chargers, but it actually does. I just got an update that says there's a there's no timetable for Austin Eckler's return. Well, let me say this about Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler spent the entire offseason trying to get out of the Charger organization. Austin Eckler has been saying to these guys, I'm, I'm so underpaid, and I want out of this team. And Austin Eckler's like, hey, listen, um, I have a paper cut. I can't play. Austin Eckler is not going to give that organization one ounce of extra effort. He's not going to play through any injury of any kind. 100%, I'll play. 99%, not playing. Not sacrificing my body for you guys. Well, just especially, broad- too, when you look at the like diminishing return for running backs with right. their contracts. Yep, and broad brush it. Look at Josh Jacobs with the Raiders. He had a holdout. He's underperforming. Eckler's out. He's underperforming. Barkley just went down with an ankle sprain. He's out two to three weeks. So all of the uh, Jonathan Taylor's not even playing football right now. All of these running backs that were being very vocal about contracts aren't really backing it up. Yeah, and I would say Austin Eckler's underperforming per se. It's just that he's only he, he's not going to play if he's not 100. percent And by the way, speaking of all those running backs, one guy we're going to get to later in the show. I remember being at Rams training camp and Cam Akers being like, "Why didn't they call me? How come they didn't let me get my opinion in there?" Because they didn't think you were good enough. They didn't think you were a big enough star. And guess what? Apparently the Rams don't either. We're going to talk about Cam Akers and what is wrong in that relationship between him and the Rams coming up. But next, after this game is over and the Titans beat the Chargers, how dare, how dare a reporter ask the boy genius a question about a hangover from that Jacksonville ridiculous defeat last year at 27-0 at halftime. How dare that reporter ask that question? And finally, the coach is coming unglued. We'll get to that part of the story coming right back. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yeah, I'm ready, partner. I've got Edgar Garcia from Palmdale. Edgar, your caller number seven. Are you ready to give us your Super Bowl prediction? The two teams and the final score. Edgar Garcia from Palmdale, you're on the air. What do you say, man? How you doing today? Wow, guys, thank you so much. This is my first time, you know, winning. Thank you. (laughs) Great. All right, Edgar. Now, listen. Uh 
Yes. Good luck with this prediction, but what we need from you is who's going to make it into the Super Bowl and what's going to be the score. Oh, that's easy, Kev. It's going to happen. It's going to be the Dallas Cowboys 20 and the Chiefs 17. Ooh. Okay. That would make my wife super happy. There you Ed- go. See? Mine too. <laughs> Edgar Garcia from Palmdale. Good luck, man. That's a great Super Bowl prediction. Thanks for playing Million Dollar Mondays. Just for playing, Thank Edgar. Thank you so much, guys. You win two tickets to SoFi Stadium for the game on October 8th. Edgar Garcia from Palmdale says Cowboys 20, Chiefs 17. Edgar, thanks for playing, man. Thank you guys so much. Wow, excellent. Thank you. Million Dollar Mondays on 710 ESPN, presented by our friends at Hollywood Park Casino. Eat, drink, play. All right. Let me tell you something. Roger Goodell would love for it to be Cowboys Chiefs Super Bowl. That would make him very happy. It would be insane. Okay, speaking of insane, let me just real quick. i got to catch my breath here for a second. Andy, are you you watching any of the Monday Night Football games? There's two games on right now. Yep. Uh, New Orleans is up 6-3 over Carolina, but I've already turned that game off. Pittsburgh and Cleveland just got started. The stadium in Pittsburgh was going crazy. Everybody had their terrible towels, right? The whole stadium's going nuts. There's this massive fireworks show. I swear to you, I looked down for a second because I was reading Edgar Garcia and his Super Bowl prediction. I look, and the Browns had a ball hit off their tight end's hand, jump up into the air, hit two players, and then a, a Steelers linebacker ran the ball back for a pick six, and in under, like, 15 seconds, the Steelers already have a 7 nothing lead over the Browns. Wow. it's a hell of a start to this game. Oh, man. I mean, this ball just hit this guy right in the hands. It ricochets off his hands, hits a, a linebacker. Then he runs into him. Ball pops up in the air, and another linebacker takes it all the way to the house. And in a stadium that is losing its mind before kickoff, the first play of the game, Deshaun Watson has a pick six go the opposite direction. That's got to be tough for uh, producer Lindsay to be watching. I'm so jealous right now about this game. My son, who goes to college about 45 minutes away from Pittsburgh, is at this game. You know why, Laura? You know why he's at this game? Hey, King. Hey, King. Mm-hmm, we know. He, he called in the Hey, King. He Good did. for him. He's he, learning from his daddy. You got he a guy. Did. Right. I think this was Lindsay's most confident game, too. I think she put a fiver on yeah, the Yeah, she did. Oh, she Cappy, did. they just showed this. I'm watching this right now. That is amazing. That is amazing. I was the only one that took the Steelers. Just saying. By the way, the Cleveland Browns tonight, I love the helmets. I love the white helmets. The white-on-white look, that looks really cool, man. Yeah, it's the first time they're unveiling it. It does look really cool. So, Andy, you know my, my college roommate is the offensive coordinator of the Browns, so I'm a Browns fan right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not really a Browns fan. I don't really have this like great love and passion for the city of Cleveland, although I've been there and it's a fine place. Um, but because my, my boy is the offensive coordinator and I want him to get a head coaching job, I need the Browns to A, be good, and I need, I need Deshaun Watson to be really good. So you can't have things like what just happened? Can't have that. No. Because that's not the quarterback's fault. You know, but, that, but, that ball but, hit that tight end right in the hands. But the problem is, though, it ends up going on the OC's permanent record. Like when you just look at the stats blindly – He's like, if this game doesn't produce, people are going to look at him and they're not going to know the details. Right. No, that's why they got to win this game. I need, I need the Browns to win. I need Deshaun Watson to be good. I need my boy to get a head coaching job. So you and Lindsey right now, you're rowing in the same direction. Right. We're both, we're both Cleveland Browns fans. Her for life for me. It's until my buddy either gets fired or moves on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I do. All right. So let me throw this at you. Okay. So the Chargers lose this past weekend to the Titans, right? The game ends and they go to the postgame press conference. And Brandon Staley, you know, he's, I think he's starting to feel the heat. Andy, he's not in San Diego, okay? And, and listen, you know, when you're in San Diego and you have a team and there's like five media guys there and they're all petrified that the team might revoke their credentials if they don't ask the right questions, this is L.A., okay? This is real pressure. And even though the Chargers are not on the same plane with the Rams or USC football, they are being covered by people that call them the Los Angeles Chargers. Those people are serious at their jobs. <laughs> yes. No, I'm, I mean, seriously, because the guys in San Diego back in the day were so petrified that the Chargers would revoke their credentials that they had to kiss ass, dude. Right. So one of the reporters, you mentioned his name earlier. What's this guy's name from The Athletic who covers the Chargers? Uh, Daniel Popper, I believe is his name. This guy, Daniel Popper, is asking Brandon Staley about, hey, look, dude, so you guys are 0-2. You guys have lost two kind of heartbreakers, two games where you know these were winnable games. 
I'm thinking that what happened last year in the playoffs against Jacksonville when you have a 27 nothing lead and Jacksonville comes back and wins, that maybe there's like a hangover effect from that game last year to these first two games this year. God forbid a reporter asks an insightful question. God that is forbid. absolutely a legitimate question. Uh, right. I mean, And it's not, a, by the way, just as somebody who's been in a zillion scrums, that is not an uncommon question either. Yeah, I mean, you're up 27-0. You lose a playoff game to a team that everybody thinks you're better than, and now you've come out to start the season 0-2. Right, and, and you're coming off. You know, that loss to Jacksonville was an absolute kick in the teeth. And the idea of this team that already – has struggled a lot to close out games. Like, this has been a big problem for the Chargers. To be fair to Brandon Staley, it's something that's gone on before him, but it's certainly gone on since he's taken over. So the idea of wondering about, like, okay, has this team reset itself after that disappointing loss? That is totally within bounds. It's a logical question to it ask. Is, it's actually quite a good question. You know, I mean, you hear coaches sometimes say things like, don't let the same team beat you twice. So if you're, if you're, um, if, if you lost to Miami in week one by two points and you're so distraught over that loss that you couldn't get your you-know-what together to get into week two, that the same team is beating you twice in a row, essentially. Here's Brandon Staley yesterday after the press conference, or excuse me, after the game, in the post-game press conference, the reporter asked him the question, and I'm paraphrasing, but do you think there's kind of a hangover from the Jacksonville game last year that has led to two close losses, a two-point loss and a three-point loss for a team that doesn't know how to close out wins? Is, is, is that what's going on here, Coach? And here's what Staley said. A lot of people sort of wondered whether that Jacksonville loss would... I'm not, I'm not worried about the Jacksonville loss. The Jacksonville loss hasn't carried on to the season whatsoever. If you've seen our training camp or you've seen the way we've played in the first two games, it hasn't had an impact on our team whatsoever. Our team is connected. Our team has played its heart out in two games, and we've lost two tough games. But there's, it has nothing to do with the Jacksonville game. And if you ask anyone in our locker room, it has nothing to do with the Jacksonville game. And that's just the truth. It's a convenient storyline for you and for everybody else, but it's not the truth. We've lost two tough games. But the guys in that locker room, the men in that locker room, they are finishers and they have what it takes, and we're excited to prove ourselves. Yeah, we just lost a game in overtime, Jeff. So how do you think the mood is? How do you think the mood is? How do you think it is? It's tough. It's tough. It's a tough, it's a tough group in there. There's a lot of pride in that room. Okay? And we put a lot into this, and we got a good football team. And so we've lost two tough games. We've got to bounce back, learn from our mistakes, and be ready for Minnesota. So once he says, Andy to the reporter it's just a convenient storyline for you hey if you watched our training camp practices hey if you've seen the effort we've given here in the first two weeks if you ask anybody in that locker room everybody will tell you the jacksonville loss has nothing to do with where we are today here's my follow-up coach over here if i could how do you know yeah how, how do you know coach well, because you're the coach of the team and because you're here telling us that it absolutely, no matter what we think, we're all wrong. We, we couldn't, there's not even an ounce, not even an ounce of a possibility that this team made up of primarily the exact same players that lost that game last year against Jacksonville. Maybe there's something in their mind like, oh no, here we go again. Or, hey, um, I feel like we should win, but we're up 10 points. Doesn't the other team just lay down and die for us now? Here's the thing, too. It's not just about the Jacksonville game. Like, the Jacksonville game was the most costly of late. But, again, this Chargers team has had so much difficulty closing out games. Even the games that they end up winning, if they're tight, they struggle to make it happen. Like I said earlier, they make making it look hard look easy. Because they do it so often, it's almost effortless for them. So, like, it is a logical question. Like, if, if Brandon Staley's trying to say that it's too reductive just to pin it all on, like, the hangover from Jacksonville, okay. But the truth is, it's not just about the Jacksonville game. It's not just about that one incident. If you were talking about a team that typically takes care of their business, typically closes out, and they just crap the bed in a high-profile setting, okay, fine. Then maybe the question is kind of reductive, but that's not what we're talking about. This is who they've been for a while. 
Right, and it just turns into a whole bunch of coach talk. Like, we've got great players in there, and we've got finishers in there, and we've got guys with a lot of pride in there. Yeah, but you really don't have finishers in there. Because finishers are guys who take care of business, and they don't give up 27 nothing leads. Finishers are guys who win close games at home. And finishers are guys who take a team that can't score points, and all of a sudden, you don't give up as many points as they scored. I mean, there was a stat yesterday that, uh, that Tennessee hadn't scored more than like 17 points in like 15 games, or something like that. I'll, I'll get exactly so that... Anybody who's you know doing their homework at home, can go, you got that all wrong. But I will get the stat exactly here in one second. But the point is, is that Tennessee hadn't been able to score. I mean, they, they could barely score. Here it is. The Chargers defense allowed the Titans to score 27 points. It's the first time since week 11 of last year that Tennessee scored more than 22 points. In that time, the Titans averaged 15 points per game. They averaged 15 points per game. And the Chargers just gave up 24 points to these guys. And Brandon Staley's like calling card is supposed to be defense. Listen, I love it. Give Brandon Staley an extension. Keep Brandon Staley. I'm going to start producing T-shirts. Keep Brandon Staley. Some people <laughs> want a coach fired, not me. It's like the op- It's like a different version of Let's Go Brandon. Right. I want this coach to stay <laughs> forever. Seriously. <laughs> And then to get all pissed off at the reporters, that's a good question. Yeah, it's – well, the other thing, too, is like when he got all huffy with the, you know, what's the mood like, he's right in the sense that it's kind of a – it's kind of an obvious question. Like, you know what it's going to be like. It's a I'm looking to get a quote question. And to some degree, yeah, it's kind of a stupid question because you know what the answer is. But the only reason you answer – that defensively is if you know things are going bad. Mm-hmm. That's when you answer that defensively. See, the difference between a guy like Sean McVay, Sean McVay is getting every last little ounce of what he can get out of the Rams, and a guy like Brandon Staley is underutilizing all the talent that the Chargers have. Because to be 0-2 uh, against these two teams with this roster, again, Miami's good, but you know the Chargers were in theory at home. Anyway, I can keep going on and on, but coming up next, Radio Tinder. Let's find out what producer Taylor has. Yeah, you heard me, Taylor. Producer Taylor has all planned for us. <laughs> Tyler's got <laughs> Tyler's got Radio Tinder next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Thanks, Morales. All right, so I stumbled across an article basically. Hey, hey, hey Tyler, one yeah. quick second here, yeah, man. Talk to I just me. want to say happy birthday. And I, I wish I could have made it on Saturday night. You know, it was Rosh Hashanah. It was. Which meant that I was sitting at home watching, you know, Coach Prime. With apples and honey, right? That's exactly right. And Holland, oh, by the way. As our ancestors Holland. did. That's right. You know, centuries ago. Well, we have listen. Laura three to one right now, I think. Now, wait a second. Say that one more time. We, we have Laura three to one. Yeah, you normally, have to, oh, wow. normally they ratio check. Oh my but I God, think right Laura, now we got Laura three. Look to at one. that, Laura. I mean, it is pretty rare. I got three Hebrew brothers all up in it. Jewish, get it? Get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm always a minority. You know, I'm brown and a woman, so that's that's normal. All right. So anyway, <laughs> I, I stumbled across it's stacked in your favor or against it, depending on how you look at it. Oh, <laughs> I don't think I don't take it as a bad thing. Good. All right, gentlemen and lady, let's get after it. I stumbled across an article basically promoting a relationship with your ex after you break up. I personally mm. haven't kept in touch with my exes or people I've even had relations with 
So here's the question. Oh, relations. Relations. <laughs> so clinical. Yeah. Relations. You had coloring issues with. <laughs> All right. So you've remained. Here's the question. You've remained friends with exes from your past and still have good relationships with them. Swipe left or swipe right. Andy, coming your way first. Um, as always, remind me. Left or right, which is which? <laughs> left, you are passing. Right, you are smashing. Right is agree. Left is disagree. Uh, swipe right. Yeah. I, I have maintained. Uh, Relations? I relate Well, relationships with uh, women that I guess there were relations with. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, funny. You know, I, like, there have been a few that ended on bad terms, but there have been others that, you know, just for one reason or another, faded out or didn't work out, but it wasn't hostile. Um, this was interesting. There are two girls that I dated on very, very different occasions, years apart, whatever, but it turns out because of Facebook... I learned they have the same birthday. Oh. The two girls have the same birthday as each other or as you? As As each other. Oh, Oh, okay. So that makes it easy. Yeah. Good for you. Well, to wish them a happy birthday on Facebook. Yes, Yes. of course. That's what I was talking about. What about you? What about you, Cappy? So I, um, it's, I I definitely like the, I dated this girl in college for like a year or so, whatever. And on occasion, she and I will speak via Facebook or, um, like maybe, maybe rarely on text. Laura, by the way, anybody who's still like 45 and up still uses Facebook. Cause I know you For always sure. say okay. who uses Facebook. So I, mean, I still talk to the college girlfriend a little bit on occasion. Then I dated this girl after college that I actually lived with for a while. And I, again, on occasion, I'll catch up to her. Um, but I can say this ex-wife, Mm-mm. nothing, Ooh. Zippo, zero, nothing. Not even things pertaining to the I know, kids. I was going to say, like I text. promise you guys, not one ounce of communication. Mm. Huh. That's interesting. It's not, I'm not, that I don't love- That took a dark it. turn. So are yeah, you- Yeah, so, that did take a dark <laughs> turn. Are you technically swiping left and right? I'm- uh, yes. yes. I am. Right, I am. Uh, okay. Ex-girlfriends, keep in touch with. Ex-wives, don't. Not so not much. Not so much. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Laura? You still talk to people you- uh, Um- Talk to? <laughs> Talk to? I have one friend, I, not like that. No, no, not like that because we all know what that means. I do communicate with an ex boyfriend. We were like 19 when we were together, so it was a long, long time ago. He has his own life. Obviously, I have mine, but we used to be really, really good friends. And then he got a girlfriend, I got a boyfriend, and then it just became acquaintances, you know? So I just feel like when they're in the past and they're in the past and you moved on, it's okay. Okay, so you're swiping. I don't know, whatever it is. I'm with Andy. Left. She's swiping in the middle. She's swiping, yeah, yeah she's upwards. <laughs> out of the she swiped up. <laughs> I've never been on Tinder, people, okay? Leave me alone. All right, Laura, what you got? Oh, I got one? Do you have one? I thought you were handling Okay, it. so here we go. So this is something I've seen more than once, and I wanted to get your guys' opinion on it. Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, ranks his children and even, defending, and even defended doing so when asked about it, saying, quote, I'm the only one that's honest when it comes to ranking his kids. Mm-hmm. Quote, we all work together and we all incorporate into one another's lives so it's centered on sports and everything happens around that. I actually have audio of him saying that but I can play it later. Anyway, so Andy and Cap, I know you both have kids. Do you rank them? Because I know my father-in-law ranks his kids. What? Swipe left or swipe right. Cappy, we can come your way first. I swipe right. I rank my kids. I rank my kids. I got four of them, right? So um, right now, my, my rankings go like this. My 16-year-old daughter, Julia, who lives with me full-time, um, she's number one on my list right now. There you go. Number two on my list right now is my daughter, Jillian, who goes to Boise State, mostly because she's kind of very easy. She's the kind of kid that like won't ever ask for anything. She's like, Dad, I don't have $1 to my name. I'm like, why don't you ask me for some money? Oh, I didn't want to ask you, Dad. I'm like, oh, come on, man. So Maybe wait, that's... she she's deranked because she didn't ask you for no, money? No, no, she's, she's ranked Because she went passive-aggressive. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. So, she, so number one is my 16-year-old who lives with me. Number two is my daughter, Jillian, who's 21, who goes to Boise State. Number three is my son, Justin, who right now is sitting uh, at this Steelers-Browns game. Uh, and number four is my daughter, Jaden, who goes to Tulane, because she's a lot of drama. So right now, I've, the, my rankings are one, two, three, four. I make no bones about it. And by the way, just like college football rankings could change They're every fluid. week, oh yeah, my rankings could change every single week. Yeah, I can say with confidence that my father-in-law's rankings are different every time I see him. What about you, Andy? Well, you I, I only have I only have one child, kid. so she's number so she's one. She's number one all the time. All the time. But nice. growing up, um, my great grandmother on my mother's side, Grandma Sophie, who was not a very nice lady, um, she <laughs> used to rank me, my brother, and my two first cousins on that side 
in order of liking us to our faces. And it sounds like it was much more aggressive than something passive like what Kathy Well, doing. and it also you doesn't sound like you ranked very high, which makes you angry. <laughs> oh, I was consistently three out. No, it didn't make me angry. I thought it was hilarious. I mean, she she was so unpleasant that it verged into comedy. I feel like, like everybody... Cappy, did you have one of these? I had one of these. Um, she was I, from the old country. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I had some weird aunts along the way and yeah. some great-grandmothers. My weirdest aunt was uh, Aunt Evelyn, who every time she would see you, she would grab you by the chin and kiss you on the lips. Uh, there's oh. always one. Why yeah. is there always one? Well, old lady lip kisser. Mm, yeah. That's gross. Well, uh, Grandma Sophie, let it be known, I was consistently number three out of four. Who was four? Okay. Uh, my cousin Emily. Okay. So where was Brian? Number two. Okay. All right. All right, and cousin Rob was number one because he was a kiss ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. That is why he was consistently ass? number one. There's always one. one of those two. Well, it yeah. was it was because she she thought that Rob was a kiss ass. She loved she, Grandma Sophie loved to let everybody know that she was very pretty. She was always the prettiest. Um, she would every time like there was a like a telemarketer or like you know somebody calling from a campaign from a president looking for donations, she would say that the president called her. Like, she was, she was pretty narcissistic. Um, <laughs> she loved that Robbie kissed ass, and she thought Robbie had beautiful hair. Gotcha. Did he have beautiful hair? I, I mean, it wasn't better than my hair, i got to be honest. Uh-huh. Back then, anyway. Back then, it We was always not. forget that Andy had a yeah. nice head of oh, hair. Andy. And he, he had, had it braided. He had a rug, At man. one point, I did have it braided. Robbie mm-hmm. also, I guess he had good hair, but he actually lost his before I lost mine. Oh. And he's younger. <laughs> oh. So did you rank up because he didn't have nice hair anymore? Uh, well, no. At the time when Sophie was still with us, his hair was all intact. <laughs> okay, gotcha. I hate right. when parents don't don't like say which kid is where. Like my mom won't do it. She's like, I have six kids. I love you guys all equally. Yeah, that's no, not she's true. lying. BS, mother. BS. That is we not all true. Know. Where do you think you come in? Right now, out of the girls, I think I'm the favorite because my mm-hmm. older sisters be bleeping, miss, missing in action right now. Okay. But if I like, if I put all of us together. Mm-hmm. Top three? My slide a little bit. Mm. Little slide. Oh, really? Down in the bottom three. Well, because I have two autistic brothers, so my okay. mom so automatically one and, one and two. Then my other brother lives with them, so that's three. Right, but shouldn't you, you know? be higher up because you moved out? So she's in an AK situation <laughs> where she just defaults to four. Yeah, I think like. I default to four. No, no, for no, sure. no. I don't think so. I don't think you're getting this. You're like again, think about my rankings. Uh-huh. My number one is my daughter Julia. She's with me right now. I love this kid. She's mm-hmm. with me every day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number two is my daughter up in Boise because she's less stress. Number three, mm-hmm. my son. My son is like a a head case, and every day. I have to manage his personality and I got to manage his whole his whole deal. I got to talk him off the ledge literally yeah. daily. And then Damn, four, Justin. And then four, Jaden. Jaden calls me hysterical crying. I'm moving out of my dorm. Jaden's too lean, right? Right. She's she's drama. So right now my rankings are all in that. That's how I rank them right now. No, I think so. Again, my brother's running two and then my other brother that lives with them because he lives there by default. He's mm-hmm. three. Yeah. So then I by default is four. Because he can take the trash out, you know? Yeah. You know, okay. I think they do love me a little bit more than all of them combined just because I help. I'm the admin of everything. Mm. I pay the bills. Hell there you yeah. Go. Mm. Hell yeah. All right. I got one more for y'all. All so right. Dylan Hernandez writes for the Los Angeles Times. We've had him as a guest here on 710 a few times. He wrote an article advocating for Shohei Otani's time spent in Anaheim and how despite many feeling his time there was a mistake or a waste, he feels it has elevated him to who he is now. Otani's been shut down for the remainder of the season, and it can almost certainly be assumed he won't return to the Angels in free agency. Do you agree with Dylan and, uh, with Dylan that Shohei's time in Anaheim hasn't been a complete waste of his talent? Swipe left or swipe right? What say you, Andy? Um, it hasn't been a w- I'll swipe right in the sense that he showcased himself doing things that really have never been seen before and dominated for a while doing it. Yeah. So in that sense, it wasn't a waste because we did see things that were wholly unique and historical. If you're looking at it purely through the prism of winning and championships and stuff like that, or like did you did the Angels get the most out of it, then clearly you're swiping left. But I would say that it wasn't a waste entirely from Shohei's perspective as it was what did the Angels get out of it. Yeah, that's actually very true. Yeah, I'm also you, I'm gonna swipe right and I'm gonna agree with Dylan. Now, I haven't read the piece, but the way you described it, Tyler, I, I would say this. Here's what Shohei Otani got to do. He got to pitch in an environment and he got to hit in an environment where there wasn't World Series pressure. He was not playing for the Dodgers. He was not playing for the Yankees. You know, he was not playing for the Braves. 
he was playing in a what I'll call a stress-free environment. So for Shohei Otani, you got to show off all the tools in the tool chest. And by the way, do it in, again, what was essentially a pressure-free environment. Then he's going to get this monster deal no matter what. Even if he's hurt right now, he's going to get this monster deal. And then he's going to have to go do it in a pressure-packed place. So I don't think it was a waste of his time at all. Laura, any thoughts? No. Otani Simon Anaheim. She's like, no. No. In a Dodger, I got no thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, just give him, put him in a Dodger uniform, and we'll be straight. Then okay. I have a lot of thoughts. All right. Here's hoping, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, speaking of the Dodgers, I, I want to get to the Dodgers from the weekend and wrapping up yet another division title. But coming up next, what is the story with Cam Akers and the Rams? As we go back to the Rams and this performance yesterday against San Francisco. What has happened in this relationship between Cam Akers and the Rams? We'll get there coming up. Radio Tinder presented by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. And as much as there was a birthday party, a 50th birthday party, this past Saturday night, there's a 40th birthday party, party, oh, party happening tomorrow. And I think there'll be a lot of Tequila Mandala for Morales. Stick around. Let's get to this Cam Akers story next on Sedano and Cap here on 710 ESPN. All right, Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. I just went into the circle of trust to see what was going on. Andy, are you keeping in touch with the circle here this afternoon? Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured... It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Andy right. just sat down. He's, Andy, he wants to know if you're keeping in touch with the circle. Andy, are you I watching what's circle. going on in the circle? Uh, let me take a look at what's happening. I'm getting in... killed in here today. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Big E thinks that it's, it's become personal between me and the Chargers. Always has been. Bro. Become right. personal? Right. Become? I don't know. I don't Biggie, know what we love you. I love right. you, man, but that's been a thing. That's well, not the, new. The thing is, is that everybody's like, oh, well, you know, if you criticize the coach for his plays or whatever, that's one thing, but it's become personal. I'm like, no, bro, I am criticizing ownership for hiring a coach that was not ready to be a head coach in the NFL. And so the coach is unfortunately for himself proving that, it seems. This and is, then to this blow up in a press conference, I say blow up, I mean to, to get irritated with a question in a press conference, which I thought was completely legit. All right, so Big E is upset with me. Big E, you notice I'm not upset with you for taking the Big E, Big E. <laughs> this is what I would say. The, dis, the distaste you have, the way you relish the Chargers losing, that is personal. But your criticism of Brandon Staley and the way the Chargers operate right now, I think that's objective. Like, I think both can be true. You can love to see the Chargers suffer in ways that are definitely personal, but that doesn't mean you're wrong about what you're saying about them. Let's see what else is going on here in the circle of trust. Uh, apparently, these double cheeseburgers from McDonald's are 55 cents via the app. Well, you got you got to they got to hit you tax, with the tax. Bro. Tax, tax bro. Tax? Tax, tax bro. bro. It's not, it's okay. not false advertising. Tax, that's, oh, you know, Crypto Ray wanted to know which kid of yours is most like you. Well, that's a good question. I would say all probably, ooh, that's a tough one. I don't know, man. Uh, you know, it's true. They're all, yeah, like, Jaden's the drama queen. So am I. Justin's the head case. So am I. Jillian's the ultimate independent. So am I. Julia's the, the you know, actually cares about stuff. So I, Entrepreneurs. Yeah, they're, they're, a, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're a combo. They're a combo. Uh, here's Hambone in the circle of trust. He says, Cap, you've been in the business long enough to know better. Coach Sean McVay knows the spread, and he wants to spoil it for the Niners fans. That is Coach- my theory. Right. He says, coaches do this all the time when they know they're going to lose the game. If you missed this from earlier, let me let me reset this for you. That's actually fantastic. 
I love yeah. McVeigh like I said, even I more. Ho- I hope that I'm right. Like I you want are. this to be the reason. <laughs> Why don't we just say you are? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we, I we think you're right. It. Because I, when I was talking to a Niner fan earlier, because she lost, I think, like $300. Jeez. And I was like, ha-ha. And she's like, we won. I'm like, yeah, you still lost 300 bucks, bro. It's like, right. who cares? <laughs> yeah, for me, it wasn't 300 bucks. It was $20. I bet $20 on the Niners to cover the seven and a half points. They were leading the Rams 10 points with four seconds to go. And Coach McVay decides to send his kicking unit out on the field and kicks a successful field goal as time expires. Not a play in an effort to help win the game, but a play in which those of us that had the Niners lost and those of you guys that had the Rams won. And I said earlier, I don't think McVay knows the line going into the game, and I don't think he cares about anything having to do with gambling during the game. But, Andy, you see it differently. Well, first of all, San Francisco, they're going to be hosting – Thursday night football and Thursday night football has a new home. It's the 909 Sports at Bar at Yamava Resort and Casino. Join producer Lindsay Baseball and the 710 Fun and Games Department every Thursday for a party party o party and Lindsay will be giving away $1000, a grand every Thursday night. This Thursday night from 4 to 7 at the 909 Sports Bar win cash, watch football with producer Lindsay. The Niners, they are half of the Thursday night football game. I got a question for you, AK. Yeah. You ever miss? Because you have money. The man does not miss. Dude, he's money right now. I got a pretty good good batting average. Right. I mean, you're killing it, dude. I mean, every time you find that little crack in the door, it's like there's a liner. It needs to be red. He's talking about the Niners and the spread. And Thursday night, it's coming up at the 909 at Yamaha. I mean, you just see that crack in the door, Andy, and boom, you just kick it down. I I look for the crack. And then I jump on it. Nice. I, I one of the keys to the to this, you know, my my approach to this is you make it work for yourself. Mm-hmm. It's never forced if you believe it. Mm. Laura, I think you should really uh, mark that tape. Put that on Andy, my shirt. Where Andy said, "I look for the crack and then I jump on it." I think that that line is one of those lines that belongs on a T-shirt. <laughs> I would wear that T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, out of context that. Oh. Sounds yeah, different. I was not. I was editing, and then all I heard was that, and I was like, whoa. Whoa. Out of context, whoa. that could be taken whoa. different ways. Right. Whoa. Hey, so let me let me go back to the Rams then. Let me just ask this question, and I know Sean McVay was asked about this after the game. Look, I'm not telling you that Cam Akers is some superstar. I'm not telling you that Cam Akers is an upper echelon NFL running back. All I am saying is, is that going into the season – there was an expectation that Cam Akers was healthy and uh, of mind and body. And, and everything that happened over the last couple of years, from the injury early on to rushing back to get into the playoffs to the following year where he was you know, benched and not dressed and there was talk about trade. And, and, it, and Andy, I don't know if you know this or not, but when Sedano and I were out at Rams training camp, the PR department from the Rams brought Cam Akers over to us because they were promoting him. They were hyping him. Hey, here's one of our young up-and-coming star players. Let's put him on the radio. So for me to see that Cam Akers is a healthy scratch, I really wonder what has happened in this relationship between the Rams and Cam Akers. And honestly, without really knowing the details, I kind of just automatically got to take McVay's side because I see the way this team is working and giving effort for him. And listen, for a team that is so, I'll call it undermanned, to put out the kind of effort that they did and, and keep it close the way they did yesterday, I don't know, something makes me think that, that Cam Akers has some problem, whether it's his playing time, his role, and then he voices it, and then they're like, hey, dude, don't even dress. And now there's all this talk about them trying to trade him. If you can trade him, great. Who wants him? I mean, I'm... I just don't see the value. Well, I mean, he he has shown before that he can be an effective running back. Like, he closed out last season really strong. Like, he had some 100-yard games. Like, I think there is some talent there. The question is whether, you know, he has the right mindset, the right attitude, whether he's somebody that can go along with a team plan and a team scheme and all that stuff. What I think, though, is really telling about this situation between the Rams and Cam Akers, though, is heading into this season – there was a need for him. So if nothing else, whatever issues Sean McVay and the franchise have with Akers, and maybe they hadn't been totally squashed heading into this season, they went into it clearly 
with the with the I guess expectation of we're going to have to put all of this to the side because we need this guy because without you know without a, a full roster of the talent that we're used to having we're going to have to rely on somebody like Akers like they didn't know that Kyron Williams would be able to start for this team that he actually could be productive they had no idea that like uh, that like Nakua would be setting these sort of rookie records and things like that so they went into it thinking we're going to be using Akers but then they also saw pretty quickly we can do without him so if that attitude becomes a thing we're done like we're, we're not going to humor this anymore the only running back that the Rams had yesterday that touched the ball was Kyron Williams he had 14 carries for 52 yards. Everybody else who was listed as a rush, Stafford had four carries. They ran a reverse one time to Skoranek. Um, Tutu Atwell had one carry, and Puka had two. But they decided that they were going to run the ball yesterday with receivers outside of only one running back. So I'm so curious. So I believe that yesterday somebody did ask Sean McVay after the game what he, you know, what the deal is with Cam Akers. Um, Tyler, can you play that for us? Yeah, I got it. Here you go. Coach's decision felt like that was the best for our football team. Uh, felt like Kyron gave us, uh, you know, the best opportunity and what Ronnie and Royce have done. So that was uh, that was a decision that I made. Is this similar, Sean? No, this is different. This is this is yeah. No, this is this is just it's it's more about I'm I'm always going to make decisions, Gary, that I think are in the best interest of our football team. And you know, I, I have tremendous respect for Cam Akers, uh, but I felt like you know for our football team today and in this game and as we move forward, uh, that was going to be the best decision for us. Oh. <laughs> I think there's going to be an opportunity to, to see what that looks like moving forward, but it's not going to be a back-and-forth thing. And he and, I had, he and I have had great dialogue, and we'll see what happens over the next couple of days. Oh, yeah, over the next couple of days. And now there are a bunch of rumors out there. Uh, there's a report that the uh, Rams are looking to try and make a trade and try and move Cam Akers. And they say there's a, quote-unquote, handful of teams that are interested in a possible trade. So once he started to say going forward, like I made the best decision for our team today, Oh, you mean for this game? No, 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 no. I made the best decision for our team today and going forward. Yeah, I mean, it's really clear. Like, you can only do this so many times. Like, you know, have a guy in the doghouse for whatever reason, then take him out of the doghouse, then put him back in the doghouse. Like, there comes a point where it's clear this isn't working. This guy is not doing the things that I'm asking of him. And let's just say for the sake of argument, Sean McVay is overreacting and cam Akers is the guy that is 100 percent in the right it doesn't matter at this point like the relationship clearly doesn't work because you know like he mentioned he loves what kyron williams is doing but also you know ronnie rivers ronnie rivers didn't rush the ball right he, did, he didn't get one rushing attempt during this game like nakua and atwell got more carries like ben skoranek got more carries than ronnie rivers like this is clearly about cam Akers, right like i don't want cam Akers in our locker room i don't want to put him on the field because even if i think he might do something well it's just going to complicate things like if he plays well then i have to figure out what to do with him if he doesn't play well i have to figure out what to do with him it's just simpler and cleaner not to play him to have him away from the team my guess would be that uh, Cam Akers thinks that he's a whole lot better and a whole lot more important to this team than he is. And I only say that because when we had him on from training camp and we asked him about all these running backs, we're putting together these meetings, and they were talking about how running backs aren't being paid, and he was like all offended that he wasn't involved. And it's like, bro, you haven't elevated to that yet. So we'll keep going. Stick around, everybody, because what we all need to know is right around the corner. Andy Kamenetsky is in for Sedano. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN.